Sleep, Shit, Repeat is an independent podcast. We acknowledge the traditional custodians of the land we are recording on today, the Gadigal people of the Eora Nation. I wanted to get pissed. There was no alcohol there. It was just the biggest flop. Like, and everyone was laughing at me because of my face. Just all day I'm like, oh my God, this is literally my worst nightmare. Welcome to Eat, Sleep, Shit, Repeat, the podcast all about the madness that is motherhood. I'm Key Reese. I am Kelly McCarran. This is the unhinged motherhood. Motherhood? Is Mothers. It? Or the mother's group. group in your ears without any of the judgment and boring banter you'll find in other parenting podcasts. I actually say that this is a lifestyle pod because a mummy pod gives me the heebie jeebies. I do like that though because it isn't just all about the babies, it's also about us. Exactly, and as our lifestyles. humans. And we are not only mums. Yes, we're multifaceted. Thank you. That was a way better way <laughs> to put it than me going, we are not just mum. Not just a mum. Right. Well, another way to stop Kel getting the heebie-jeebies <laughs> is by <laughs> subscribing. Make sure that you're following us wherever you get your podcasts and you'll always have the latest apps sitting right there in your podcast app so you don't have to hunt around and find it. That's annoying. And please rate and review us. Ooh, it yeah. really helps the algorithm. And just don't write anything too mean, please, because I will post it and troll you back because I am petty. Uh, yeah, and I'm also very emotional. So oh, nice. Yeah, he takes things real sensitive. I just get angry. He gets. <laughs> I'm a sensitive Sally. You are. All right. So we need nice. We need constructive only, please. Constructive or nice. Constructive or nice. Not or, mean. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> on the show today, we are discussing the first kind of broadly, and then we're going to delve more into certain topics depending on what our shit is. We're sticking with it, guys. I it's think not changing. Shitters. There's nothing else. We did a poll on Insta. Everyone was quite keen on shitters. So, so shitters yeah. it is. Yes, more of what you shitters want down the line. So shall we do this? Yes. And when we say firsts, we're not like talking about anything too scandalous or saucy. Like no. the first time we bonked or anything. No, no, no. We're talking about fun firsts fun related first to our kids. baby edition. Yeah. It is going to be quite a loosey-goosey chat, but we hope that we make you laugh and feel seen. And possibly give a few good tips, although that mean person who gave us a review said that we give terrible tips. So, Okay, one person. Everyone else has loved our yeah. advice and tips. That's true. This is the problem. So <laughs> Kelly's now going to give me a lashing. Here we go. Uh, no, I'm giving you a life lesson. If you had $100 and you lost $1, would you worry about that $1 or would you focus on the $99 that you still have? That's true. So That's if you've got wise, 99 positive reviews, are you seriously going to focus on the one? It is a little bit human nature, isn't it, though? Oh, totally. Anywho, should we do this? Yes, let's get into it. And I first want to talk about the first night away. And when Kay and I were discussing this episode yesterday, she cracked me up so much. It's such a typical Kay thing to do. She was like, yeah, I enjoyed it, but then I quickly like raced home to see Rue. And she thought I meant a night out, not okay. a night away. Yes, but in my defence, we live in Sydney away from our family and like we can't really just have an easy night away. So I but was, why we? That is a very good point. That is a very good point. Why we? Why we? A couple of months old, I was at a girlfriend's house, had a sleepover. 
It was I magical. I love that. None of my girlfriends asked me to come for a sleepover, including you. Well, anyway, let's talk about first night out then because <laughs> I was only five or six weeks postpartum and I don't even know what the occasion was, someone's birthday probably, but I went out and I was kind of apprehensive. In I just didn't know if I was going to be able to keep up with people because a lot of the people that I hang out with are quite big partiers, but who was the last woman standing? Yeah, it was me. Doesn't surprise me. <laughs> it was me. I was so like just proud of myself. My boobies, just gr- everyone was laughing. That's what I was going to ask you. So that was pretty close. And you breastfed for like a considerable amount of time. No, a couple of months. But yeah, my but boobies still. while I was out, just it was so funny. People were laughing. You could just see them as the night progressed, gradually getting bigger. And because I was never too strict or on time constraints or running on a schedule with pumping or feeding, or pumping, I should say. He was definitely on a schedule for eating, drinking. I literally just didn't care. So I didn't pack a pump. I didn't take anything. I would have maybe expressed a little bit if they got too painful, but I was kind of just rolling with it and being like, hey, look at my huge milky jugs. <laughs> and they were okay. They like were you fine. weren't in a lot of pain. You're also oh, pretty intoxicated, I'm imagining. No, I wasn't even that intoxicated. I just, like, it was fine. I got home and pumped and then just obviously saved it. I never pump and dump. It was always a pump and put it for his bath because yeah, it's really good, good for their idea. skin. And I was like, I'm never wasting it and pumping and dumping. But it was, I loved it. I had so much fun. And all night people kept being like, oh, are you okay? Are you missing him so much? And I'm like, no. Yeah. I felt like myself. It was probably the first time apart from work where I felt like I wasn't just a mum and I was having adult conversations with people and I felt so good being out. Yeah. And then, so that was a couple of weeks, like five or six, maybe. Yeah, five or six weeks postpartum. And then I had my first sleepover, maybe three, three and a half months-ish he would have been. And I loved it. We went out. We had so much fun. The next day, my friend's husband went and got us both breakfast and coffee. And it was just absolute heaven. And since then, I've had a fair few nights away. I've been away for a couple of weekends here and there for weddings or just girls' weekends away. And I've loved all of them. I've never been away for longer than two nights, though. Yeah. And you, so when we were discussing this, I found out that Key only recently left Rue for the night. Literally. She's how old? She is 17 months. And I left her. It actually would have been for when we went to Port Douglas a couple of weekends ago. But then it ended up being this latest girls weekend that I had with like my high school friends up at Noosa in Queensland. And that was three nights. And I kid you not, it was heaven. Like I loved it. But by night like three, well, sorry, it was, it was, no, was it, what was it? Friday night, Saturday night, home on Sunday. So Sunday we had a 3 p.m. flight and all day I was just itching to get Anxious home. to get home. Yeah, yeah. And so so much so like it it was so good but my heart did like eventually start kind of aching for her. Like I really missed her and she was on FaceTime. She just like didn't even care about me. Oh, see, I can't even FaceTime Len when I'm not with him because he loses it. Yeah. Like it's cruel to FaceTime with him when either of us – are away, even though it's like so hard because then you can't talk to them. But I know. they just lose it. He yeah. just can't understand. A lot because all the girlfriends that went on the trip, we all had kids. So a lot of them couldn't FaceTime. And then a lot of them were like very indifferent, even if they did, like Rue was. And 
I love a little girl journey just was like, Mom, do you know where my bluey toy is? And she's like, I don't care where you are. Where the hell is my bluey toy? <laughs> exactly. But I was so affected by that. I had a brilliant time, but just how much I missed her. But yeah, lol, I was thinking the first time just having like leaving her with someone, not a night away. And that's how lame I am. And I really thank you for reminding me that it is okay for me to leave her. But it's also okay. You're not lame. I think that a lot of people will be able to relate to you and not wanting to leave their child. But I think it's just like the different personalities. Like I sometimes will be chatting with people in my DMs on Insta and people will say, oh, you know, my baby's one year old and I'm going for my first night out. And I'm what? Yeah. What? It is different, isn't it? I think because we take her everywhere. Yeah. Len's a difficult kid. We Yeah, but also just like where we live, like you're more suburban, I'm more kind of like city free. Yeah, but you can take Rue to the pub. Yeah, and she's like pretty chill and like I think it there's so many variables that come into mm. it. And then also, of course, how you feel just inside. If you're ready to do it or not. And Kelly, you were ready. Oh, I was I was ready and frothing. And it's quite funny because I don't know. I've told you that one of my goals for this year was to go on a solo trip to Bali, right? I feel like you've had that goal. I've had it for a while. For a while. I've and had you it did do one pre-LAN. Pre-LAN. And I've wanted to do one since because I personally found that trip so life-changing and good for I my remember. mental health. And like that trip, I got home and literally changed my life. I yeah. quit my job. Yeah. I went freelance full-time. I decided maybe, I think it was later that year. Oh, no, it was a couple of years later that I decided to have a baby. But it was just so empowering for me. So I wanted to go for my own mental health, just have a trip away since. Yeah. Just to be by myself, not have anyone there and be able to focus. And my parents always say, oh, but why can't you do that in Australia? Because it would cost $5,000. Yeah. I can go to Bali for a couple of thousand, live like a king for a week, Yeah, have massages every day, go and get my energy healed, which is very woo-woo and I'm not woo-woo, but those are the it things actually, that you do in Bali. I die over your woo-woo-ness when you're in Bali. It's just- I turn into a different person. Yeah, which I love. But I just really struggle with the idea of leaving Len. Yeah. Because it's longer than two nights and it's, I won't, like I'll be in a different country. But everyone says just do it because he won't remember and you will benefit so much from it. But yeah. it's hard. How long would you go for? How many nights? I mean, it's a fair flight. Like yeah, to I'd make say it five minimum, it. five to seven. Well, they've got really great nanny situation over there. No. So could you break it up? No. You don't want to fly with him. Yeah, I'm you don't not want flying. to fly with I've him. I've never even done a short flight with him. We'll get to this later. We could do it together. You wouldn't leave Rue. I and could. She's not I could. We could do a little business trip. We could. What would our excuse be? Um, I don't know if we should be discussing this on the podcast no. in case the tax man's we've got listening. To, yeah, we've got to really um come up with something good. But before we move on, I do just want to say that this is one of the reasons why I am so pro getting that baby onto a bottle ASAP. Yes, absolutely. The quicker that you can get your baby onto a bottle, I'm not an expert, Key's not an expert, like talk to your lactation consultant, speak to professionals. Get that baby onto a bottle so that you can leave because even if you're like, oh, I can't even imagine when I'll feel ready, you will at one point and then you will be like my best friend who literally could not leave the house 
until 18 months without her child because he was feeding whenever he wanted to and would only feed from her breast. Like Totally. Just so hectic. And I get it. Like when I first started breastfeeding, it was like you have this like intense bond with them and you kind of, it's a special thing that you do with them. But I remember my girlfriend distinctively being like, get like pump and get the bottle and get Charlie to help or whoever is there. your support person is like even before you go out for the first time like it's just such a thing that's needed as a bare minimum for you to be able to go for a walk go for a walk go to the toilet have your partner feel confident to feed the child without you there yeah. or when you're not there and, and give them the opportunity to bond with the baby totally and then nights out seem less scary because you've already got the infrastructure there. Exactly. To support it. Something less fun. Let's talk about the first tooth. Mm, I mean, it's not fun. Bloody hell. But they're so cute. They're little pigs. They are very cute. They I are just, very cute. But boy, do they really stir things up, stir up the household. I think that Len has all of his teeth at this point. He's a toothy boy. I. But when people are like, oh, is he teething? How... How do you get your fingers in their mouth to check? But often it's me and my sister have this joke where whenever the kids are being like absolutely horrible, yeah, it's not even it's like half a joke. We say, oh, must be teething. <laughs> just drug them. They must be teething. But it's like at what point do they actually just have all of their teeth? <laughs> yeah, 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 I get what you mean. And still well, must be teething. It's the only option sometimes. It is. Like you've or, gone through everything and it's like they don't have a temperature, they don't have this, they don't have that. It must. They're miserable, so they're teething. They must be. It or has they're to be. just little jerks. Or they've just had a they woke up on the wrong side of the bed. Yeah, which you know what happens to the best of us. But I think the thing that surprised me with teeth the most was just how sick they can get. They can yes. get mild temperatures. They well, they get, get they so, can get cold like symptoms. Yeah, so they, even the runny nose. They get the runny nose. They can get like just so whingy. Yeah, especially if they're the bigger teeth or the ones further at the back, and they look like little gnomes with their rosy cheeks. Oh, they do. They look. <laughs> so cute and I'm always like did she get some sun today and I'm like no we were inside all day she's teething she's teething (laughs) and I remember when my niece was teething and Luke was like oh I don't know why this was before we had Len I don't know why she's just so upset and cranky and I said to him this was even you know I wasn't even a parent but I could still understand you're a tiny person you can't understand anything that would hurt a tooth cutting through your gums would hurt so much. 100%. Of course they're going to be upset and cranky. Have you seen those photos? We need to put a photo up in the Facebook group or on Insta or something of what their mouths look like in an x-ray when they're really little. It's <gasps> I disgusting. Know. They have all their teeth. Because you're born with all of your oh, teeth. that is the weirdest thing about it. Like everything else I can kind of like understand, like very weird, but the teeth thing. Oh, it's weird. Oh, it makes me so gr- And like me, I wasn't even born with an adult fang. Oh, I've still got a baby tooth. Really? And so like it never that, fell out. Well, it's actually a little bit dead, so it's annoying. I have to fix it. Anyway, <laughs> different subject. Anyway, on to Key's dental work. <laughs> Do you have any hacks with teeth? Because even you were filling in on episode of You Beauty a couple of weeks ago, and I heard you say something about you're putting the teething rings in the freezer, which is fantastic. I used to do that with dummies. Yes. It, oh, yes. Yeah. Uh, you sent me that actually. It also reset him when he was really upset and cranky yeah so just by putting it because it's kind of like a shock like oh there's something cold in my mouth so but a frozen dummy absolute heaven for a little sore mouth yeah I do have some tips so for me how I also realize that they're teething is like the sudden bursts of crying like really abrupt and that's because the pain is so abrupt like 
that it comes on really quickly and they cry really quickly. So that was a good thing for me to kind of determine, like a good kind of flag for me to determine, okay, I think she is teething. The biggest thing that worked for us is she just constantly sucked on her clothing. So what I did was I got like little cotton um, washers. Yeah. I soaked them in water, wrung them out a little bit, and then I put them in the freezer. And so you give them to them and they just suck on oh it. Oh, my God, that's genius. Yeah. Like if she, you knew that she was going to suck on it. Well, also just like, you know, a face washer, the texture's yeah. a little bit rough, like yeah. a little bit. So I think that they also like the texture Something on their gums. Something to really gums. like gnaw into. Yeah, yeah. And also Bongella, I know it's a little bit divisive. Is I it? know. Well, it has become, I think because like, I don't know, they've just regulated. It's really it. yummy. It's Were now behind. It? it is good. It's like licorice. It's now behind the counter. Like you can't, it's not just on the shelf anymore at the chemist. It's like the same with like pseudo. You have to ask for it oh. because I think some like people were like really eating it and it was bad. I don't know. Anyway, but I think it really does work. For I don't sure. think Bongella does, but I got the proper stuff. Oh, like the powder? No. Oh my god, the Waleda powder did nothing. It does work for some people. No, but that's I never thing. used people it. People in my DMs said that the Waleda teething powder worked so well for them, but yeah. for me, absolutely, it did nothing. But then neither did Bongella. I think my kid needs like quite hard stuff sometimes so oh, he yeah. what's it called hold on i'll look, look it up Bongella is more of like an instant relief while the panadol neurofin um, duo is you need to in. swap and alternate you do need to alternate yes yes sorry not at the same time you can but then you have to wait longer so i would always rather do both like alternating yeah 100 percent. you always want a bit of cover you don't want to run yes, out of things exactly. to help the bubba so the one that I used was called SM33 Gel. It is a soothing antiseptic gel for temporary pain relief. I think you need to talk to your pharmacist. My pharmacist gave it to me without question. Yeah, can I see? I just want but, to look at what um, it looks like. apparently some pharmacists like won't give it to people without a doctor's certificate or without oh, like unless okay. they're a couple of months old or maybe a year old even. I think it's because like maybe there have been some so obviously just chat to someone about it, a professional. We'll put we a link to- in the show so you yeah, know. we need to constantly disclose we are not professionals. We're just saying what worked for us. But I think maybe, you know, with anything that's a proper pharmacist medication, there probably have been allergic reactions, so they need to cover themselves. But, yeah, you know, we just watched him like hawks for the first time we tried it and it did work because it is like proper medical grade yeah. antiseptic. But still, you can't just put it on every 10 minutes. Are you quite pro-drugging them or not? Um, yeah. Why would I want to let them be in pain? I don't no, understand that. I don't understand this thing about paracetamol and ibuprofen. And it's also for your sanity as a parent, right? Because before you administer any kind of pain relief, you're going through everything and making sure you're taking their temperature. Are they too hot? Are they too cold? Like you're doing all of the things. You've exhausted all options and you're like, okay, they must be in pain. Mm. They are growing so much. There's new stuff growing every day. They're stretching. Their tummy is is it sore because they're gastro learning how to digest exactly things. their digestion is, is still in its infancy so there are so many things going on for me it's like I've never questioned making sure that they're able to have a little bit of pain relief yeah I've actually got a hot tip and then we'll move on if you are purchasing when I say Panadol and Nurofen, I just mean uh, ibuprofen or paracetamol like obviously buy whatever brand speak to your pharmacist but all pharmacists always back this up 
it's just a branding and marketing exercise when they put like ages two to five or three months old or whatever. It's actually just the suspension. And if you look on the back, it's all about weight. So you could buy the bigger bottles that cost a lot less money and then just look at the back for what weight it is because they charge so much money for those tiny little bottles of pain relief because it's for babies. It's all exactly the same drug. It's just in different suspensions. Yeah. First smile and love. Oh, my God. Can I start? Please. And I'm going to post this. I don't post many pics of Rue, but I'll post this one. It is my favourite picture of Rue. She smiled. I'm going to cry. This is so embarrassing. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. She smiled when she was two days old. He hardly ever cries. She what? That's gas. No, it wasn't. And literally, I swear, Cal, and it's a live video, so you can hold it down. A live photo, so you can hold it down and see. You know, you can just turn that into a video. Yeah, I will. It's so cute. And, I mean, it was very indicative for the person she was going to be. She's the most smiliest and happiest baby. She is. If you picture the smiliest, happiest baby you've ever met, it is Rue. She oh, yeah. literally just walks down the street giggling. She just wakes up with a smile and I'm just like, good morning. And she's like, yeah. Whereas Len wakes up ready to throttle something. Yeah. He's got my mood. It's... <laughs> Not everyone's a morning person. No, no, no. That's all day. I just showed you it. (laughs) Even when he's enjoying himself, he has a scowl on his face sometimes. But the first smile, I mean, is just so cute, isn't it? Like it's really rewarding and it doesn't happen. Like I think it doesn't happen a long time for a lot of different people. Or you don't know for ages if it is just gas because they kind of go when they get out a good fart. Yeah, that's true. They do do their little things. But I feel like that's still a smile, even if it's not because they think you're funny. It's like what is considered a first word? (laughs) <laughs> no, but like some people don't consider like mama a first word. Like they like reckon a first word is like when they can actually say something like table. And I'm like, oh, shush. we're waiting a fair while for that first word yeah. to be said. Then. They're like, we don't consider until it's like in another language or until yeah. they're at school and they can read properly. They can pick a word out of the dictionary and repeat it. <laughs> um, what about Len? How far along was he? Um, I've got like, we'll have to post some of the first. I can't remember. Obviously, I don't remember a lot from those first few months. I remember just thinking, is he smiling or is it gas for ages? And then the giggles and the smiles just make it so worth it. And they were very few and far between because he was such a sick little thing. Yeah. But now, oh my God, I just... He actually is – people don't often see it because he's so shy and very, like, serious yeah. when he's around people he doesn't know that well or, you know, most people I'd say. But when he does let loose and is really comfortable, he is the funniest. Like, he's just got the most infectious, hilarious laugh and he smiles all the time and he's got dimples. <gasps> because you've got dimples. No, I don't. Yeah, you do. Right here. You definitely do have dimples. That's I think not that's on just like a crease. He's got proper dimples. Okay. Does Luke have dimples? No. Oh, I think he's the same as me. He's also just got creases. So two creases equals a dimple. Yeah. <laughs> because I'm pretty sure dimples, they have to be hereditary. They are, yeah. Yeah. So first laugh, first smile. They are some of the oh, best, most just, funniest. And I think my tip for this would be is like take so many videos of them. Especially if you are in a bit of a funk because you yeah. won't actually remember. Yeah, that's such a good point because I think like I, t- I and I, a girlfriend of mine said this to me because I think we're so 
condition now, like taking a picture is so easy, but a lot of us still don't think to take a video, mm. I don't think. And it's something that I have to constantly remind myself, like video her, video her, because it's the little kind of mannerisms Nuances. and things that you you want to see how they develop and, and the noises, of course. No, like the nuances, like the, oh, the nuances, details sorry. with their facial and the noises. <laughs> Couldn't hear what you but said. that's actually another little hack for today for everyone. Make sure if you've got an iPhone, make sure that the live function is on. Yes. And then if you go to a photo, if you go to the top right-hand corner, there'll be three dots. If you press on that, then there'll be a save as video functional wording somehow like that. That'll save it as an actual small video so you don't have to like – press and hold that every is, single time to watch it. That is such a good tip. Well, that way you've always got the option then of having little videos yeah. for fun little moments. Oh, God, I can't wait to show you her smile video. Oh, my God, I'm so excited. First Christmas. My, oh, my God, I, I was so excited for this. I'm honestly like I'm so excited for anyone that's listening that's had a baby this year and this is their baby's first Christmas because for me – the first Easter was horrific. Yeah, we were still in COVID. No, it was um, – Lenny was undiagnosed. Uh, my depression was her- – so that was actually one of the uh, lowest moments yeah. in my parenting journey when I was just in a dark room with a screaming child and I'm sobbing. He refused to go to anyone else. Luke wasn't there because he was doing renovations and he refused to go to anyone else because he the screaming would just escalate. So I could hear my entire family no. having fun out there. Like, you know, because we take our holidays very seriously, my family, like – we have lots of games and yeah. we, the festivities. We're, we're not like we don't celebrate Easter. Oh, my mum's a little bit religious, but like in a religious sense or same with Christmas, but just the act of festivities and having fun and joy with your family. So it's listening to everyone while Lenny just screamed at me. That's torture. It was horrible. And so Christmas was then extra special because he – it was funny. He was the good one. Old Puff was the gr- – I called him Gruffle Puff the entire – like he was just a little <laughs> whinger. <laughs> Poor guy. He was fine though. He was just gruffling. And Len couldn't stop laughing and smiling the whole time. He just had the best week of his life and seeing the joy on his face, it it was the best Christmas I had had in so long and so I'm so excited for this year. Yeah. What about you? Because as we discussed in episode one, you haven't had a traditional upbringing. Yes. So you wouldn't have some traditions the way that, uh, you know, like my Christmas traditions are very set in, you know, from when I was a little kid. Yeah. Some of them. Obviously I'm going to implement my own. Yeah. But how have you navigated Christmas and what was your first Christmas like? Well, it's interesting, right, because I think I said this in the first episode. It's like me and my upbringing doesn't make me feel sad as such. Of course, still sad days. It just makes me want to do better. So I get to just do a do-over of everything. So the first Christmas I really lent into it. I'm like, we're getting a family Christmas tree that we're going to have forever. No, 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 not a real one. It's Some people really into them. I like the smell. I like it too, but it's like a bit too much 
labor and it's like not every year you want to have one like you might not necessarily be at home for the whole of December or whatever so Mm. for me it was investing in like a really beautiful tree which we got wait did you get one of those fancy ones with the lights on it no I didn't but I got a very fancy one from papaya you know that that homeware store no it's really fancy and it was like not cheap how much was your tree I think it was like 300 and something dollars oh that's not bad that's not bad right i know people that spend thousands on their tree oh, which is no. insane Look, but you for do me you. that was a lot i was still on mat leave and i'm like we're getting a 300 dollar on something christmas charlie's tree like, and charlie's Whoa. just like what do you mean i bought the saddest one ever off amazon <gasps> oh and then our friends because <laughs> she decided that she wanted white theme this year so she wanted to get rid of her christmas tree and so i was like oh my god i love your christmas tree i'll have it but it is the biggest most obnoxious christmas tree you've ever seen and my house is small I would just say, though, the bigger, the better. Oh. Like Christmas should not be half done. No, do it. Do it. I love people that su- like really get into it. I love to drive around and look at lights and that sort of thing. But I think it's just such a special thing that like as a kid, I just, I it's always magic. yearned for it to be more. Like I, it was still special, but I just loved it. And so I just, I want to really invest in that for Rue. So when we were kind of going to buy ornaments, I was like, you know what? We're not going to buy 20 ornaments so that the Christmas tree is filled. We're going to each pick one each year. So we – Oh, God, though. So you had the saddest Christmas tree ever no, with just three – because we still have, like, tinsels and lights. Okay. And it's a really beautiful tree just by itself. Oh, okay. But, like, I just thought then every year has, like, a story and it's, like, exciting to oh, do, right? That. So it was, like, one for me, one for Rue, one for Charlie, and then one for Al. So Al also Al gets be Al our needed dog. to have one. Yeah, he gets one each year. So I don't know. That was, like, one of the traditions. And then I think for our first Christmas it was so beautiful because I'm so lucky that I have great in-laws and a mm. great extended family. And my godparents were still living in Australia at the time. They now live in the Netherlands, but they were there for Rue's first Christmas as well. And it was just like an absolute joy seeing Rue with the whole family. But what like solidified it and what kind of got it over the line when Charlie was like, we absolutely have to have a sibling for Rue, was seeing all of her cousins. Oh, they're so cute. Because they dote on the little baby. And we have this picture. It's like my favorite picture of Rue and she's sitting in this like red high chair and Rose her cousin um loves to dress up and she got like a princess outfit for Christmas and she puts it on she loves it so much but then she walks over to baby Rue with like all the other cousins and they start putting the tiara on Rue and the necklace and then the little wand and they're like and I've got all these photos of them dressing her and I just thought this is what it is about. This exactly. is why I had a baby. This is like the family, family fun festivity. Just seeing them interact like, I don't know, afterwards Charlie and I were like, do we need to move back to Brisbane? Because that was fucking beautiful what we just yeah. witnessed. But then we're like, no, no, we still want to have a little bit more fun and enjoy our lives a little bit more before we maybe eventually move back. But that, it just could not have got any better than more that. You know, they don't really know what fuck's going on but for us it's like for the family to be doting on her the only thing I will say is that if you're traveling to go and have Christmas with your family we thought we were going to have a really nice holiday because Rue was a pretty good sleeper oh she didn't she cried like was up the whole time it was fucked didn't you end up just sleep like we just co-slept with her in the end but in Brizzy we're in a queen bed and Queen beds just feel a lot smaller after you've had a Charlie's king. Charlie's huge as and well. And Charlie's six, six foot four. How? Yep. Yeah. 
So it just, we, when we got home, luckily the first night that we were home after like our three-week holiday, she slept through, but we were like really disappointed because we didn't really feel rested. So yeah. just flagging that as like a maybe. you can't sleep train when you're with other people. No. No. You've but luckily to- in the morning what we ended up doing is we had a good system in place. So we'd been up all night, bro. I pulled her into bed. And then in the morning as soon as Charlie's mum was up, she'd just like come and grab her and we'd sleep till like. 10 30 11 yeah like sleep but no maybe sleep until yeah 10 30 which is when she'd wake up from her first nap so we just kind of had that schedule and yeah which allowed us to get a bit of rest but yeah we were bendering with the baby all night long yeah, not fun I think my biggest tip for sleeping with, like when you're doing anything away is to make the environment as similar to their at-home environment Absolutely. as possible Absolutely, and we generally don't have touch wood a problem with Len and his sleep sometimes he won't nap if he can hear people having fun but like he will always have a car nap so worst case one of us will just take him for a drive but like if you can their own room dark we over Christmas and Easter this year Puff had my mum and dad's walk-in wardrobe we were like let's just put Puff in the cupboard yeah so that they could all then have their own rooms yeah so blackout blinds use blankets bring your noise machines bring their toys their sheets if they've got like a particular smell for the washing detergent. Yeah. Little things that you don't even think about, but just to make it as similar as the environment comforter. as they've got at home so that the travel cot isn't like this foreign crazy place that they don't want to be. Actually, for anyone who followed me over that first Christmas period, you'll know that I was on a hunt for the for the oh porter cot that God. was going to save our life. Yes. Nothing worked. They're all so shit. Like The it, travel cots. Well, it's just at that age because they're so hard. Like the mattresses. So everyone was like, you've got to go to Clark's Rubber and get a piece of foam cut to the bottom. Like everyone had the same thing. Porticots are so shit. I think up until a certain age oh. because they're just really hard. Like now Rue was fine in like her travel cot, but boy, oh boy. And Charlie was like, we're not buying another thing. And I'm like, I want to sleep on this holiday. Do you? Yeah. <laughs> so okay. Like, if okay. you don't want to buy another thing, you can sleep with her. I'm going to go sleep <laughs> on the lounge somewhere. I got a lot of advice before the first Christmas about, you know, I was like, oh, what should we get him as a gift, blah, blah, blah. And a lot of people like, oh, my God, don't even worry about anything with Christmas. They're too young to remember. Give them, you know, a toilet roll wrapped up. They'll get dread of that. And I agree. But for me, it was making the memories for him to look back on and reflect on. And just even if he can't actually remember it, it's evoking. Like he'll think he'll remember just being joyful and having fun. And setting up just like really nice traditions and fun for the future. They're not going to remember so much stuff. Like you do it at any age, you know. So I think it's more just for you too. like to see their little faces. Yeah, I can't even remember what we got, but I remember vividly watching Rue like like watching Charlie grab her hand and like pretend to rip open them. And that's the memory. That's the memory. exactly. Not what was in it. Exactly. Ripping it open and then all of them fighting over it or whatever. Yeah. Exactly. And the and the older kids love to like help as well, which is really cute yeah. too. Well, that was kind of a good segue into our first holiday. I know. Travel holiday. I can't assist you with this one because we are yet to go on a first holiday with Len Len. Which he's never been on a plane. How many flights has Rue been on? Oh, so many. She's probably a frequent flyer. Look, it's hard because obviously we're originally oh, from Brisbane. Two. So yeah. we went up, we've been up to Queensland. Also, we had a post-COVID wedding influx of all the weddings that got moved and bumped. And You've that been just to happened probably to probably 10 weddings this year. Yeah. In Queensland. Yeah. 
And then obviously we had our wedding in Bali, which was what I was going to talk to you about because Your I, wedding or a holiday? Sorry. We had a holiday in Bali for my girlfriend, Brit's wedding. Shout out, Brit, if you're listening. But I was really, I did a lot of research when I was thinking about really? the first holiday. You did lots of research. I know. It seems weird, doesn't it? I'm like Crazy. such an underprepared Crazy. person. But I could not find It's really weird. There's a bit of a gap in the market for information around like what to pack. I found like the list to be really kind of like basic and boring. Like I needed mums telling me what worked and what to do. So I went on over to TikTok. It's so subjective. It would be different for everyone. Totally. But it was it was really basic. Like the stuff I was finding, like I needed someone to really tell me what to pack. And I went and found the mum talks about it. And boy, oh boy, did they help. So Oh, the mums. The the mums are helpful. So the first thing I'm going to tell you that you need when you are traveling with your kid is packing cubes. Oh, yeah. So, but not everyone uses them. So before I had Rue, I'd never use packing cubes. Got pink ones up there? Yeah. Not yeah, that I'm exactly. going on a holiday. <laughs> yeah, not that you're going on a holiday. Why do you have those? Because like, they're useful. They are so useful. And what I found was that it just meant that wherever we were, so if you don't know what packing cubes are, they're usually kind of like a mesh. mesh. They um, don't take up any space themselves. Yeah, they, they kind of, yeah, they fold up completely flat, but they're different sizes. And what you do is you kind of pack everything together. So one for shirts and t-shirts, um, one for dresses and skirts, one for shorts, undies, and same thing with Rue. I kind of split hers up. Now, the best ones I've heard are from July. I got mine from Kmart because oh God, I was July. in a pinch. But I went the other day to Muju, you know, that amazing Japanese store? Yeah. They have amazing ones and it's not in a set. So you can buy the number per size that you need, which I thought was really clever. Also Amazon. So there yeah. are the ones that I've heard of that are good. And the ones that I've used that came out, the zipper does break on them. But if you're in a pinch. Yeah, I'm like, oh, July, but they're probably like super good quality. Yeah, and you they can are. get exactly what you need. And if you're going to travel a lot with your kids, like investing in something that's not going to break, mm. like I now need to go and replace mine. I, I just always get jammed. I also think like even if we're just going to my parents' house for the weekend, you could do it with a packing cube but you just get like a big ziploc bag and yes. then each day you put like a different outfit with the socks and the nappy or whatever in you took the words oh, right I? out of my <laughs> mouth you did you did so that's actually a little bit further down but i'll oh, skip, okay. to, so, I'll skip to clothes I've interrupted so, you. absolutely kel plan the outfits per day so i planned for i went to bali so obviously this is going to be a little different depending on where you're going. But, but look up the temperature. But look up the temperature where you're going, such good tip. Two outfits per day and then, of course, one backup per day that I would put into the bag. Now, the second- You packed three outfits per day. Yes, I did. Wow. But I'll just say something to you. When you travel with a kid, you need to find where the nearest laundry is because you absolutely will need to do laundry when you're on holiday for an extended period of time with kids. Yeah. You have to do it. There's so shit everywhere, literally. Literally. And you just there's, – there's things of there's like, I don't know, their little comforter, they vomited on it. They need mm. their comforter. They're going to have a hissy fit. You yep. probably bought a backup, but that one's lost, whatever. So you're going to need to do laundry. Look for a wash and fold place. If you're staying in a hotel, they'll often have that service. You know, it costs $10, $15, maybe more depending on where you are, but it is a lifesaver. Just don't put anything in, obviously, that's delicate delicate or, yeah. that you don't want to get damaged and maybe just bring um, – the other thing I got was like some detergent, some baby washing detergent so I could do a little hand wash in mm. the sink if I needed to for anything that I needed like instantly. So that's my tip for that. Oh, but first and foremost, I meant to say, make a bloody list. Just get it all out in front of you, everything that you need. So when you're planning out those outfits, write write what they are, everything. So like t-shirt, shorts, skirt, whatever. So basically be as organized as you possibly can. 
it's going to save you because otherwise everything is so overwhelming because you're packing for yourself, you're packing for your kid, you're packing for your family, like what you might need as a family. Because like obviously this is to whoever would be that parent in a relationship. But yeah, I would be the same because as well I would be like, oh, I would let you do it, but then I'm just going to be worrying and then I'm going to yell at you if you forgot something. Yeah, and I just want to make sure, like I'm the primary caregiver Mm. in the relationship. I have at that time also, I was on mat leave. Like I had more overview of what we needed. And Charlie, look, Charlie's just taken his first flight with Rue by himself for a night away. How did he go? He went amazingly. He forgot the white noise, but I said to him, babe, I did that too the first time. Yeah. And next time you won't. But he Did did he dress her ridiculously? That's the he thing. Did I like put, to choose the outfits. He did put her in matching dress and leggings, but I, I saw the thought process behind that, but I was like, babe, that's two outfits. You've just, you could have just put a t-shirt oh. on with the tights and that would have been two outfits. Anyway, but he did really well. And I didn't, I purposely didn't pack because I was like, this is a great time for you to pack for her. To learn. Exactly. And he does her like school bag and stuff. So he knows at yeah. this age, he kind of knows. And so, also the thing is, you've always got to remember you can purchase anything you forget. Yes and no, depending on where you were. So I was very kind of aware. you're on an island. I'm on an island. I'm in Bali. I also don't know what the quality of nappies are going to be. I don't know if they're going to have her size. She was also on formula. So I think for me, I took everything. I took formula. I took nappies. Did you take a cot, a travel cot? I did. But the hot hot tip with that is that... We called ahead and stayed at two different places. So at the resort that we stayed, we used their travel cot because they had, you know, 30 travel cots. But then when we went to the island, I called ahead and at that resort, because it was a smaller resort, they only had one porter cot for the whole hotel. So we needed it for the second yep. half of our trip. So call ahead because if they've got one, just use theirs. That's yeah. one less thing you have you to take. You just have to take a sheet. Exactly. Take your own linen, but they usually do have linen too. Oh, do they? Yeah, but take it anyway because it's always good to have a backup. But just ask all the questions. Call ahead and say, hey, I'm bringing my X month old. What if you hate talking on the phone? Well, you're going to have to get over that because you're a mum now and you need to know all the facts because you're going to a country or a different state. Yes. Thank you. All right, Kerry. Okay, so those are the essentials we said. Nappies. Okay, carrier you'll definitely need. White noise. Blackout cot sheet that also goes over the pram now this is one what yeah Cal. so when before you were saying oh you know you know put them in a cupboard i was saying you could do that but you could also buy this thing that is a it literally goes over the top of a cot and you can get it so that it just kind of stretches so when you're at the airport you can actually stretch it over your pram so it has a two function i will link it in the show notes for everyone they are a bit of an investment but of course you can find them on marketplace because not everyone wants to hang on to them after a certain point and they are fine so it literally folds flat down almost like the packing cube kind of does and then it just you have blown my mind yeah and they are brilliant so, and it completely gets rid of light. Yep. And there's a little zip so that you can kind of zip it to have a flap down so you can see where they are or if that's where your entry is. Because you know how some travel cots have an entry like closer to the ground because when you're putting them into the travel cot or some of them are like that. So anyway, there's a zip that lets you see them and also have access to them if you need. Can they stand up in the cot or will they bump their head on this thing? No, no, no. They can stand up because it's almost like a tent. Yep. Yeah. I literally have never heard of this before. Yeah, and it's great because some babies are really sensitive to light. Lenny, the slightest little bit, and he's like, good morning. Yeah. So that is a – it's so good. I One of my girlfriends um, who got me onto this, she – 
was going to New Zealand. So she was like, I got this. This will be good for your Bali trip. I was like, love you so much. And then when she got home, because, you know, they kind of take a little bit to adjust when they've not been sleeping in their own bed. She was using it over her cot at home because it was like, it was more familiar with how she yes. had been sleeping what while she was called? on holiday. I need to see this right now. There's a lot of different ones, but the one that I used is the Slumber Pod. Oh, wow. Yeah, they are expensive. They are expensive, but you can find them on Facebook Marketplace. And Slumber Pod is just one of them. It's just the one that she recommended and I ended up borrowing hers. So I didn't need to – she ended up having two for some reason, like one of her friends gave her one. Well, because it's the sort of thing that you really don't need after you've – um. Oh, you can put everything in there. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They are so good. And there's lots of different ones. Like there's Snooze Shade, which is really good too. They all do the same thing. Some are just a little bit uglier um, and a little bit like more Velcro. I'm not coping. Or... This is so funny. Yeah, it's awesome. It's because so good. I also sometimes think I'm like, oh, if you go to a hotel but you don't want to pay for an extra room, this would be fantastic. Oh, 100%. Or put them in the bathroom. Yeah, but then what if you need to wee? You don't. No, you do, yeah. but you just go very quietly and you don't wash your hands until the morning. Sorry. So blackout cot in the pram shade because it can double as both. Some of them can. If you're going somewhere hot, a fan that attaches to your pram because you're uh, taking a travel pram, I did, if I didn't mention that already. But, yeah, you need a fan that attaches to the pram so that they've got direct airflow on them. It's, it saved us. We actually got one that attached to the pram and then a handheld one so I could just, like, put it in her face basically. <laughs> put it in her face. Um, this one I think is a really important one. If you're taking some a uh, bub that's still like just started eating solids, take lots of packet food. We went on this trip at a time where I was steaming vegetables and oh, yada, 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 and I hadn't used packet food. And I remember thinking, oh, you know, feeling bad that I was doing it. And then I just thought, well, we're going on holiday. And this is my only option and they're fine. You and they always forget about packet. Remember like a couple of months ago, you told me that Rue wasn't eating fruit. And I, I was like, what about a pouch? And I was like, I hadn't even thought and of you that. Had, and I'm what do you mean you hadn't even thought about I it? I know, I'm ridiculous. But anyway, so packet it's food. It's because you did baby led weaning. I not did. Period. I started off my, anyway, hindsight 2020. from the beginning. Now she eats peanut butter sandwiches every day. So it just doesn't even matter. But packet food, I ended up buying like three per day. So I went over with a lot of packet yeah. food and it felt aggressive but for me it just meant that I knew that wherever we were we had stuff and we ended up coming back with not that many like we ended up using quite a lot of it I don't think that that's Lenny has more than three a day well we also knew that where we were going this was my next thing is that depending on where you are where we went in Bali I had to look at their kids menu and they had purees on the menu oh, and their kids perfect. menu was so just you got to call ahead look at the menu see what you can sub in see what you can sub out I've just realised though Lenny would not tolerate a puree just on its own though. He wants it in the pouch so that he can suck it. You can get the reusable pouches. Oh, yeah. Off Amazon. So you can, yeah, it's fine. Make your own purees. It's me actually at this point just using Kia as my sounding board being like, oh. But this is good because I think this is going to like almost ease some of the stresses that you might have about the trip and it might help you get on the trip. Yes. Right? And you listening out there too. Um, My last thing was toiletries so I would say just make sure that you take Australian sunblock because Mm. other countries have different regulations Australia we're so heavily regulated with our sunblock and the worst thing is your kid getting oh like burnt on a holiday and also bring the Panadol and Nurofen and flight for the older kids the cough medicine like one of my girlfriends was like we're out of cough medicine we're not at that stage yet but I had to bring over you can use the natural stuff although it doesn't do anything yeah well you know I 
traveled all the way over with this bloody cough medicine and I got it out to take it over to my girlfriend Rosie's room and Rue smashed it on the ground. (laughs) So don't let Rue do that. Don't let your baby do that. But I hope those are helpful tips. I think they're helpful. You've actually blown my mind a little bit. Yeah. And just go with the flow. Like it's well, you're on holiday, like same thing as like when you're on holiday, you're like, I'm just going to indulge him on holiday. Let the baby indulge. Don't be too strict with things. Like try and go easy on yourself. It's meant to be fun. Yes, for everyone, for everyone. not just the baby. And it's awesome because I remember like that trip was our first family trip. It was the first time that Rue stood up and she was poolside at the resort. And it's just great. Did and she you love never... going swimming every day? Also, they're free. They travel for free until Only they're two. two. Yeah, until they're two. Well, Lenny's two in January and we're yet to take him. Okay, we'll get on that plane tomorrow, all right? All right, last first on our list is... Last first, I love that. The birthday. The birthday. The first birthday. Oh, what a flop. Yeah. What a flop. But... I actually can't remember what happened. It has taught me such a valuable lesson. Firstly, that I will never have a birthday party for him until he's old enough to actually ask for one himself. Yep. Because when you are doing things for them when they're this young, you're doing it for yourself mainly. Yeah. Or And things that you know that will make them happy. Lenny doesn't like people. He does it like he likes people that are very close to him, so he would not enjoy a birthday party. All it does is stress me out. I hate hosting. I hate doing all of those things. Yeah. So I will not be doing anything like that until he asks. And that is what I have learned. I did try. Well, I never. I always knew that I wouldn't be a birthday party person, but I like planned like a really nice day out with some of his favorite people to go to the zoo because he loves animals. Yeah. So I got like the membership and everything. And it was pouring with rain and I didn't have a backup plan because why would I? I'm not a very organized person. So Luke, bless him, did what I didn't want. And he booked one of those horrible places with the trampolines. and. Oh, the- that's so fun. No, it's not fun. Well, they're too little for that. He was that way age. too little. Yeah. So he was just like, like so overwhelmed movie. and... Even older, this particular place, it was like for older kids, like five to eight type vibes. Yeah. And there was nothing to drink. Like I wanted to get pissed. There was no alcohol there. It was just the biggest flop. Like and everyone was laughing at me because of my face. Just all day I'm like, oh, my God, this is literally my worst nightmare being at one of these kiddie places that just so there was plastic on the tables. The only yeah. thing to order was fries. It just I, – I know that I sound like a snob. I'm actually not a snob at all, am I? No, you're not. But I – But it just wasn't what you'd envisioned. But maybe I'd spent too much time on Pinterest. Yeah, I mean I think expectation is very high. As with everything to do with parenting, you're yes. meant to be like, it's meant to be perfect. And it's not. They're kids. They just don't give and a – And the weather is yeah. bad. And also they don't care if you have a balloon garland. Did you? Is that what you were planning? No, but I'm thinking. Oh God, no! I would never. But I just scoffed at that, and I absolutely <laughs> remembered that I did. Didn't you pay quite a lot of money for one? Yeah, I did. Yeah, no, yeah. Just with- yeah. I love that you scoffed, but you knew that it just would be very off-brand for me to do that. Yeah. No, it's more that I saw like all of the Pinterest pages, and I knew that I was never going to be a Pinterest mum. But it's still nice. You you know you kind of want one nice photo to show your child and. It's both him and I just looking filthy 
and you know filthy on our face I mean not like actually not dirty. dirty just so unimpressed both of us were so unimpressed he had a fedora on his head wildly unimpressed it's, it's the same with me I think I've got this chip on my shoulder a little bit whereas like I want to do better I want to like create these beautiful memories I it doesn't have to be over the top so my but you put pressure on yourself I put a lot of pressure on myself and we've got this we live in a, a flat of three a four apartments and we have like a really gorgeous manicured like grass beautiful backyard. backyard and I spoke to the neighbors and I said hey we're gonna do like a little birthday party for Rue on Sunday the Saturday was the most it's a May Saturday was the most beautiful day it was like a heat wave and Charlie and I had gone back and forth over having it on Saturday Sunday and I was like now let's have it on Sunday because we can do it early and like people want their Saturdays to do fun stuff and then you know Sunday that they can do something little in the morning and still go and do their groceries in the afternoon but you also have the awareness people that have like their kids' birthday party in the middle of a day on a Saturday firstly that's when they sleep yes secondly why they're not fun. I know. So I thought Sunday morning, lovely. And right. people who want to stay can stay. She can I, she can be at the party in the morning and go down for a sleep and then I can have some fun. Woo-woo because it's yeah. really about me and Charlie surviving the first year. It is, surviving the first year. And then Saturday was beautiful and I went to my girlfriend Liza's birthday party at her house and I was like, oh, fuck, I probably should have had it on, on this day. She actually moved her party for Rue. And then Sunday was a fucking cyclone. Yeah. It, it was, was so windy. I was setting up her party in – gumboots, a raincoat. I had to go borrow a marquee off our friends. It was a disaster. And then I just thought, <laughs> look, I can't change the weather. The other thing though was it was freezing. Yeah, it was, it was cold. freezing. I remember the day. So look, we pushed through and it was okay. But Rue was, <laughs> the other thing was, is Charlie's eyes were super bloodshot. And I was like, oh my God, I think you've got conjunctivitis. Do you have pink eye, hun? <laughs> but he didn't. He had adenovirus, which is like they're commonly mistaken, but it's like a common cold, but it chooses to be in your eye. Ooh, so it's not weeping, but not know bloodshot that. eyes because what ended up happening was that Rue was miserable all day and it's really noticeable when she's miserable because she's so happy all the time. And I was just like, that was a bummer too because everyone was so excited to see her. And she was just off And it. she was off it. Anyway, so we got through all of like the cutting of the cake and everything. And look, when we put on a party, there's lots of alcohol there. So people were enjoying themselves. We had mimosas and all of that kind of stuff. So people were having a good time and then the sun eventually came out. But I had to put Rue down because she was just so miz. And then I just let her sleep. She slept for like four hours. I finally got her. Which is a long time a for long them to. Time, yeah. A long time. A long time. I finally got her up and she did you think sorry but did you think oh she's just tired from this morning I don't know what I thought I just think I was thinking about too much stuff that I wasn't picking up on the cues, the cues yep. of her being like quite lethargic like now looking back on it I'm like oh my god she was obviously like really sick and I just wasn't I just thought that she was just having a bit of an off day mm. I wasn't yeah, I think I was honestly too busy with yeah. the other stuff, which sounds really bad. No, it doesn't at all. It sounds very normal. Um, but I, she woke up and I kind of – I stripped her off. She was a bit hot and then I noticed that she was tugging like on her ribs. And you still had people over at this point though, right? Like because people had been kicking on at yours or was this oh, later, later? There were a couple who had left maybe mid-afternoon. That's probably when I got her up around 4, 4.30. Okay. So after they left, I got her up and then I just – things moved really quickly from there. I realised that she was like – not breathing properly. I called the like the healthcare line people that you call and they're like, oh, anything breathing, you Take, need to go mm. into hospital. 
And we ended up spending four nights there. She had bronchitis. She had to get put on oxygen straight away. She like was, she was like, so sick. She was so, so sick that I was very – that was the scariest time for us because we were very worried that something was going to happen because she was so weak. And we ended up having my first – well, my second but because Rue was born so close to Mother's Day but ended up having Mother's Day in the hospital, which was really bleak as well. Mm. And Fake. it was just really sad and we just felt so bad. And so – But you d- – Going a couple of hours earlier wouldn't have helped anything. Yeah, and also she hadn't deteriorated like to the like when I got her up from the sleep is when I really noticed. You know, yeah. and often when they go to sleep is when they do get worse because they're not as just distracted. So, yeah, it was pretty bleak. It was a bit of a flop. I mean, we still enjoyed it. Like I think we had all of our people around us. I made a lovely speech just saying like, you know, looking around everyone here like this is for you too. Like, thanks mm, for your support you. yep. and everything like that. For being that. a village. Yeah, for being our, our village away from family especially. So it's not going to stop me. Like, second birthday, that's it. I'm going to fucking nail it. Oh, yes, you are. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not having one, but we will be in attendance as long as well. Actually, yeah, germs seem okay at the moment. We're fine. We're on daycare. It's all goes around, comes around at this point. Well, there, that was, like I said, it's going to be a very Lucy Goose chat, but we've chatted about the firsts. They're so fun. It's so fun fun looking back on it and, like, hopefully you you cherish those firsts too. Yeah, can confine to the joy in them. Make sure you share your faves with us. Please share the pod on your socials. Let us know what you think and what you want to hear. You can tag us at KeyReese and at Kelly underscore McCarran and at ESSR.pod. And I'm going to stop saying ah! <laughs> ah, ah, ah. This episode was produced by myself, Key Reese, and Kelly McCarran with audio production by the fantastic Claudia Coy. Bye! Bye! Bye.